Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Juaniala, and this is Actors with Issues. In today's episode, we speak with Lane Factor, star of the FX comedy series Reservation Dogs, season 3, streaming August 2nd on Hulu. This interview was recorded on July 11th, prior to the SAG after strike. Lane Factor is in the building. Lane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to, to be here. You know, I was watching a few of your podcasts. You know, it's really, really good. So I'm really, really happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so uh, before we dive into Res Dogs, um, I want to go back a little bit. Um, so your career, you're only a few years in. Um, you are rather young, but you already have so much more experience under your belt compared to some other actors who maybe are sort of like fresh out of college. So I'm curious with Res Dogs having been your first audition. That is correct. Mm. Right. Yes. So with that experience, what would you say you've learned in the process of like going through that sort of network audition um, process? Was it what you expected? Was it different? It was definitely different from what I expected. It was definitely longer than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But also thinking back in retrospective, it kind of made sense. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, going through those audition process, you know, we had ones in the open casting call they did in Oklahoma city that had like several hundred people show up. And then they had a smaller one in two small ones in Tulsa where they would narrow or every time we went there, it narrowed down, went from like 24 then it went to like eight people. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went to, they flew everyone out to LA who they were looking at. So that's where I got to meet Devery, DeFerro, Paulina, Elva, basically the whole, the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it, it was there that we got to meet uh, Sterling, Taika Waititi, or more of the casting directors and casting uh, staff. Uh, so that was probably one of the coolest experiences. That was the first time I ever got to travel to LA. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been kind of afraid of flights. That's uh, So that was a new, kind of a more of a new experience for me, just in general. And But the whole casting process, it was fun, especially because every time I went to... Uh, I, you know, I got a call back and we went to those things, you know, Sterling was always there or people I knew tend to be there. Like people who I made friends with at the previous casting call. So it was, I guess that also helped a little bit more. You know, they always, Sterling always tried to keep like a friendly, casual environment going on in there. I think that helped Mm -hmm. keep everyone's nerves down a little bit. Uh, Yeah, it was definitely different from what I expected. Fast forwarding to getting cast on the show and working on the pilot, how do you say you have changed and grown from day one on the pilot to now three seasons into the show? Man, so I I feel like I've learned so much, just like even from simple things, like trying not to look at the camera, that was a problem I had. I remember (laughs) having quite a bit during uh, shooting the pilot, but I don't think any of those shots went in, thankfully. Uh, You know, but I've going back but i had you know the whole cast there you know i had devry DeFerro, paulina uh all of them who have been in the industry longer than i have of course sterling's been in this industry a lot longer than i have so i've always been able just to turn to them for uh for help for more insight on things for any questions i had they're always more than happy to to answer but i think i've learned a lot from them and i've always i'm always striving to improve to, to improve myself you know i i think i i, I definitely have, i still three seasons later have a lot to learn uh 
but it's uh, something I agree with open arms. But I will say there's one thing I still do from the pilot that I'm really mad at. That's um, sometimes I have this like subtle like smile on my resting face. <laughs> like I did, I did it a ton during the pilot, and once I noticed, like I couldn't stop. But I I realized like watching some like some uh, early shots of season three, you know, as we were filming. And just running behind the director's stand, seeing the footage being played back. I'd see that I'd do it occasionally, and I'm like, "All right, we're gonna go, we're gonna go do another one." <laughs> but it was just like the subtle smile I had on my face, just and like sometimes <laughs> it was like the most, you know, it was like a dramatic scene or something. And I would just have that on in the background. But I did that a lot during the pilot, and I made sure tried. I've always been making sure trying not to do that going forward. So, yeah, so far. Still work in progress. We're getting there. But I mean, you know, I think that adds a lot to who Cheese is. He's a cheery guy. He doesn't like getting into problems. He, you know, stays positive. He's an optimistic dude. So he wouldn't have sort of like, you know, what they call like a resting bitch face. You know, he wouldn't look yeah. grumpy. He would just sort of always be like pleasant. He's a pleasant dude. So, you know, it adds a lot to the character. And and um, I know you've talked before about how sort of all of your characters are a bit like you know the actors who are portraying them um but i remember devry saying that you know with laura she um you know as an actor she was well aware she had to like leave where she grew up in order to become a successful working actor um so like for you was it i mean for you it's a bit different because the show films nearby where you grew up correct in, in oklahoma right or okay city right. uh, yeah it, it uh so they filmed up in Tulsa, which is, I live just outside of Oklahoma City. Mm. So that is literally an hour, 30 minute drive from where mm. I live. So on weekends or like if they had like more than two or three days, they didn't need me. I'll just come home. But mm. I, I have worked on a few things uh, that have been more out of state or stuff that, you know, I can't just go home to. Uh, and yeah, that's, it's, it's a little hard, uh, especially going from, uh, reservation dogs to fablemans where i was out in la for almost two months basically that whole summer i spent out there yeah um it was definitely a bit a bit harder uh to say the least so i think it's just one of the things that in this industry you kind of have to get used to and kind of have to accept that not only are there going to be some roles that's not going to be perfectly you you might not be the most comfortable with everything you do but that's just part of it to step out that comfort zone and also that you're sometimes going to places they're really cool places but some but you know you're not going to have that opportunity to go home when you want to or sometimes you're just randomly longing to be in your bed or see your your pets and stuff it's just kind of one of those things that come with the industry I guess yeah definitely takes getting used to um especially you know whenever you're auditioning for things and it sort of tells you where they'll be filming you sort of think like oh god like can I go out there for this long or you know of course you can, because, you know, actors have to be available, but uh, just sort of getting used to that process of, especially with, you know, your first gig filming so close to home. And then you're like, oh, right. Not everything films <laughs> an hour away. Yeah. I, I remember when I first started, one of the things I remember thinking the most, when I first got the, the part, I was like, man, I'm so happy they're filming in Oklahoma. Cause I know for a time they were actually considering thinking about filming in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. But I get, but Sterling was pretty adamant that he wanted it to be filmed in Oklahoma. 
And he he tells that story to us all the time. He says to this day, he's still surprised he didn't get any like pushback from FX. So right. uh, thanks to him. Uh, but but yeah, I've always been uh, a nervous flyer. I've been afraid of flights. I'm sure uh, I have lots of relatives who will tell me store horror stories of me like kicking and screaming not to get on a plane when I was younger. So being, of course, being an actor, you're going to travel a lot. Um, and that's just something I remember just trying to get used to i'm still trying to get used to it i think i i, I am actually pretty good now uh it just kind of depends on where we're going like uh but other than that you know I, that's something i've always kind of struggled with it's just uh my fear of flights so that's one of the things i the, the main thing i was like okay this is the thing i gotta get over in order to you know continue doing what i what i love yeah so that so i think finally after almost four years of of doing this i think i've finally gotten over that fear of flight until we fly through a cloud then that's where it all comes rushing back <laughs> until the turbulence kicks in yeah yeah and uh you know with this particular episode in season two um stay golden cheesy boy it was a very cheese centered story um and i'm sure it sort of felt very different that you were sort of on set like every day that week um and had much more dialogue than you're used to so what was that whole experience like having this like story uh, this episode and story centered around you and you know not just centered on you but not with your sort of core cast because you were in a whole different environment for that episode yeah uh that episode was a really fun one to do um i remember for the longest time i was kind of dreading working on it uh because i've of course i've never been like in too many scenes without the main cast there, you know, even when I'm, they're not there, I usually have someone who I at least knew would like bounce off of like a big, mm. um, but so I was, I was kind of dreading that. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to be with an environment of some new kids. I don't know. Some new guys. I don't know. I don't know how well I'm going to gel with them. You know, they're not the main cast. I'm going to be doing this episode all week. I was really nervous about that. And I was like, I got to, you know, there's two kind of emotional parts in the episode. So I'm like, I'm not really sure if I can get to that point, let alone by myself without having, you know, my usual people who I talk to there. <clears throat> um, but, you know, getting to talk to Sterling, Black Horse, uh, Migazi, uh, and Bobby, Bobby Wilson, Bobby and Migazi helped write the episode. And mm. the episode is actually based on experience Bobby Wilson had. Uh, when he was younger, getting to talk to them and their inside of the episode, how they want, how they're planning to approach it, how they kind of want me to approach it, that really helped. Uh, I guess boost my confidence a little bit. Of course, Black Horse directed the episode; he done a fantastic job. And then getting to meet the the actual guys in there, super cool guys, probably some of the coolest dudes I know. Really, really down to earth. Uh, you know that just that just helped me uh, a little bit, but I was still always like kind of nervous. Like this is still something I don't really, not really familiar with. This is kind of a little outside of the realm of everything I've done so far, mm-hmm. and you know I still got those emotional scenes to do. But those proved to be my favorite scenes to do actually, and uh, and that whole episode just kind of it, it became my favorite episode. Not just mm-hmm. during filming, but like watching it back it, it became my favorite episode so it because i just remembered everything i was i was worried about 
and then having everyone there it was just it was just a really fun experience for me and also just kind of showed me that you know i probably doubt myself a little too much <laughs> i mean actors you know we're our own worst critics you know as 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 sort of intense as as actual critics can be and and all of that would no one's harder on ourselves than or harder on us than we are on ourselves you know yeah um, I, I, I try not to like watch back things that i i do <laughs> whether it's just like a small handheld video that my sister captured or the, the supporting scenes i had in fable lens i'm like because i'll always nit nitpick something i did in there you know one thing that's that's kind of ruined forever for me now with uh, <laughs> the whole acting thing is I can never watch TV or movies the same without knowing if that camera veers a little too far to the left, you're going to see the whole oh, yeah. right there. And that's just kind of, that's just one of those things. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Just behind this camera, there's like 300 dudes just sweating right there. Just <laughs> watching the actors yell at each other. And that's just kind of like one of those things that when I put that in my head, it just kind of like breaks brings me out of the whole thing <laughs> temporarily so it's just like kind of one of those things that uh that's just a little harder to immerse myself now especially especially in like uh animated stuff and voiceover stuff it's just like i can just imagine this actor or actress in the booth screaming their lungs out and that's just one of the things with acting now having that more insight into it you know something kind of always known before but it's like you know seeing it in person now it's just like that's more apparent to you now. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, so since you're just a few years into your career, have there been any like discoveries that you've made so far about the entertainment industry or what it takes to be an actor? You know, I feel like there's so much misinformation out there or sort of like myths about, you know, Hollywood or whatever, even though Hollywood's a sign, it's not a place or <laughs> anything. Uh, but yeah, what comes to mind? So things about that is that that the main actors you see like in Hollywood now, like in like the big budget movies, that's only probably about like five percent of all the actors. You know, there's most actors work work on like indie stuff or like more smaller scale things. So it's just like the actors you see in like like big television series or like big streaming service movies and stuff, those are such a small percentage of actors. Like I really didn't know that um i thought the, the industry was like just now starting to like boom out more because now i'm seeing like more people who i haven't seen before but it's like no those people have all been there for years it's just like they haven't been noticed and so i'm just like i would now i try to watch more movies that you know maybe aren't as mainstream or more tv shows so that's something me and my friends do is we'll, we'll look for like those kinds of shows and a lot of them are like really good and you know things that we wish got more attention mm -hmm. um but other things are just like, you know, Hollywood industry, it, it's brutal. It's it's cutthroat. You know, there's always so many things, people going for roles. You know, there's uh, it's, you know, people aren't exaggerating. They say, you know, Hollywood chews you up and spits you back out. <laughs> it, it, it's destined to happen at some point. Uh, but it's, 
I, there's a lot of really nice people I've met. I don't think I've had a negative interaction with one so far, which I'm really thankful for. Um, but I know not everyone is like the nicest person in the world. I try to be nice to everyone I see. Uh, just a humble flex, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but but I know that Hollywood is, is brutal and there's like dark things that happened and, you know, dark secrets. You know, there's always like shady people. But I, I, I'm thankful that I've only had positive interactions with everyone who I've talked to and I haven't seen as much negative side as like someone like my co-stars have. I feel like with, you know, the entertainment industry, so many people, I mean, we know, we know it is cutthroat because, you know, if an actor has a good agent and manager, they're auditioning maybe a hundred times a year and they're lucky to book a handful of those roles. And um, I mentioned to a cousin of mine over, over the 4th of July weekend, um, talking about the writer strike. Cause they, you know, now I'm in the industry and asked about that. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, SAG after may be going on strike and he, cause the actors, that's like the actors union. And he was like, um like wait seriously like actors make millions of dollars how much more do they want and i said most actors are not making millions of dollars most actors most members of sag don't even make enough to qualify for health insurance and that's not a very high requirement you know it's it's i think around thirty thousand, if i'm not mistaken and that's not that's like half of a average salary you know so i feel like there is a misconception out there of like all these a-listers like well sure but look at all these other like supporting roles in films and the one-liners in the TV show, you watch an episode of law and order. There's like 30 co-star and, and guest star actors in a single mm-hmm. episode. Cause they need all of those people to, to support the story. Yeah. Like people we're, just we're sort not, of don't realize that we're not all uh, Marvel a-listers, right. you, know, you know, as much as I wish I was, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like you said, like, you know, not, not all actors can make a living on this on 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 acting you know it's not the most uh secure job because you, right. you don't know when your next job is going to be you could you could go from a project to another project like the following day mm-hmm. or you could wait months in between in between work it's something you you just don't know yeah. uh, especially now with the actor strike you know that's all of us uh not working at the moment so i have a friend who's uh trying to get into acting and he's done a lot of auditions he hasn't gotten anything but i'm just like don't don't bet your life on this you know yeah. i love it you know i, w- I want to continue doing it but it's I, I know and i understand it's not the most secure job in the world you know it's it's great to hear you have that awareness of that because i feel like a lot of young actors and maybe i'm not giving young actors enough credit but i feel like a, a lot of young actors would do three seasons of a show that is so well received like res dogs and then think that like you know the world the industry is going to open up for them and sadly that's not the case but it's great to hear that you don't have those expectations so you're sort of mentally prepared because you know a lot of um you know whenever i book the smaller on something there's always a, a young actor i'll get a dm from or something especially with the podcast and stuff, they'll ask like, um, did it lead to something else? And I'm like, no, it was just the one job. I had two lines on one episode of a show. <laughs> That's not going to yeah. snow. This is not, this industry is not a snowball effect like that. You know, it is very much sort um, of like game of darts. Yeah, as, as, as much as I wish it was, it was a snowball. <laughs> as much as I wish it worked like that, you know, I'd already be in a Godzilla movie and all the Marvel <laughs> projects now. I'd, I'd be in DC. I'd be in all that right now. Right. <laughs> But uh, 
but yeah, I you know I I understand that this industry. You know, I was extremely extremely lucky and blessed to be in in Res Dogs in the first three seasons, but I know that doesn't guarantee work down the road. You know, it might be able to lead to some other things, but that's not that's not guaranteed. That's as much as of course we all wish that's how it works, but uh, yeah, it's just not it's not not the deal. So I, I've I've just kind of mentally prepared like I could be working next uh in two weeks you know with this uh, actor strike and writer strike you know i could be working as soon as next week i could be doing something in two months who knows my next thing might not come for a year right and that's just one of the gambles one of the yeah. gambles of and uh before we go um we always love to ask our guests in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor always strive to improve to improve yourself physically mentally and try to be a better person it might be a little over 10 words but <laughs> totally fine <laughs> awesome well lane thank you so so much and congrats on such a great run you know i know that so many of us fans are bummed that it's ending after three seasons but better to go out on a high note when it's you know when you have wrapped up the story versus you know we know that there, there's a lot of shows out there who that sort of overstay their welcome but you know the show's been phenomenal and, and such a blast seeing you all um in this story so yeah congrats and I, thank you so much for being here yeah i really thank you for being here and uh you know the show's been just a huge blessing for me um i've loved working on the show people i've met through it um i i agree with you i, I even though i wish it could have gone on a little longer i know some shows overstay their welcome and this is definitely a show i would not want to see that happen to so i'm happy we're ending it on a really high note that actually reminds me, small story, really small story. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, on my birthday, I just turned 18 like two weeks ago. Happy <laughs> on, birthday. Thank you. On my on my birthday, like at seven o'clock at night, I got a call from Sterling and I thought I was like, oh, Sterling did wish me happy birthday. So I call it and it was him telling me that season three, that's going to be the last season and he's going to make the official announcement the day after. Yeah. And uh and I was like, oh, that's one hell of a birthday gift. <laughs> so, so you know, he tells me all that stuff. And, you know, we, we and him just talk, probably talked for like another 10 minutes. And after we hung up, he called me like three hours later. He goes, oh, yeah, and by the way, happy birthday. You know, I completely forgot to, <laughs> was about to say it was your birthday. He goes, yeah, that's one hell of a birthday gift, Lane. Happy birthday. So that, so that, was, that was just something I got a really good laugh out of. Um, I guess it kind of softened this whole thing a little bit for me. Just knowing that I got that announcement on my birthday and uh, he didn't even know it was. At least he remembered after. He's like, yeah, probably not the best timing, but he <laughs> at least wanted you to know before, you know, he. I feel like it would have been, you know, 10 times or if, if you ended up finding out, you know, yeah. on Instagram or, or I'm, I'm glad or something. Him. Yeah. I am glad he told me when he did, because I was totally expecting him to tell me just happy birthday, like yeah. nothing more. But then we ended up talking for about 10 minutes about, the show ending so and then he didn't he had no clue until i I made a post on my instagram like a couple hours later (laughs) well again lane thank you so much for being here and for um, talking with us about the issues and for everyone uh listening watching season three of reservation dogs premieres on august 2nd on hulu you can stream seasons one through two or one and two thanks for joining us be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juaniala. See you next time.